Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the White Lotus Podcast. It's here. We're in season two. I can't believe we made it. It's incredible. My name is Ariel, and I'm so excited to be here to kick off season two. We have left season one behind us. The boat is gone. Now we're at the airport. And who's that I see across on the other side of the gate? It's my co-host, trusty Dr. Amanda. How are you doing? Ooh, ciao, bello. Did I hear a little <laughs> bit of, of an Italian? It's a, my co-host. It's <laughs> my co-host. Yes, you absolutely heard that. <laughs> We're in Sicily. <laughs> That's right, because we met, we met on the, we took a whole plane ride together already in the last like 30 seconds. Yeah. So now it's now we're meeting at the gate after our flight. I yeah, love it that. was it was a big thing with Josh. It's like, no, we have to do the preview pod in Sicily. You in have to Sicily. pay. You have to pay for our travel. He's like, I don't really understand. It's an audio <laughs> medium. Nobody's going to know where you are. And we said, no, Listen. Josh, we are professionals. I'm a method podcaster. Can't you hear the Aperol spritz in my hand? Oh. I certainly can. It's not. That's not an, a Negroni Spagliato. <laughs> Somebody was like, somebody on Twitter was like, I need the Negroni Spagliato with the, with the special dressing. With the special dressing. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. A yolk yeah. only Negroni Spagliato. Yes, exactly. That was the other piece of it. I knew there was something with the missing. With special dressing. Wow. So what, what celebrity gossip uh, food item will we get from the season two white Lotus cast Ariel? We can only, we can only dream. 
Mm-hmm. It's an incredible cast. We have some returning players. I guess I should say right off the bat, if you're not interested in knowing stuff about season two before going into it, as far First as of like all, trailers, bold stuff. choice for you to listen to a season two preview <laughs> pod when you didn't want to know anything about season two. Listen, we tr- we try to be as generous here as possible, but I agree with you. But you know, this is your last chance. Just saying, if you want to go in blind, perhaps this isn't for you. But we would love for you to to stay. Yeah. I'll and, say our uh, our fully spoiler free um little uh details we can give up top is you know we're going to we're here Ariel and I we just finished covering White Lotus season 1 mm-hmm. if you want to hear all of that it's in the um White Lotus feed for post show recaps and Ariel I believe that you have the details for that feed at your fingertips you betcha I do. I have uh, the details of the name. <laughs> uh, you should search the White Lotus post show recaps on any uh, podcast catcher that you may have. And if you need the, the uh, URL for that is postshowrecaps.com slash White Lotus. Mm-hmm. Please subscribe. You don't want to miss an episode, especially once you've watched the episode. You absolutely should listen because it's full spoilers. And that's what you're looking for. You want to talk to somebody <laughs> exactly. about it. You want to hear somebody talking about it. So, you know, subscribe and uh, rate review is super helpful. And you get like special points. Every time you rate and review us, you get like 500 points to stay at a White Lotus. Oh my so, goodness. Wow. And that is know. a great deal because the White That's Lotus incentive. is the, it's the most romantic hotel in Hawaii. Um, right. So Ariel and I just got back from Hawaii covering all of White Lotus season one. We had a really great time. We had lots of fabulous guests. Now we're coming back to cover season two as it airs. Um, it will be seven episodes of season two premiering on uh, Sunday, October 30th. And we're going to be joining you every single week um, coming to cover uh, probably on Mondays or Tuesdays. It'll be showing up in your podcast feed. Um, we're going to be talking about season two. We're going to have more fabulous guests. We're going to do more terrible Italian accents, so you're not going to want to miss any of it. It's bad. It's bad. Where is Lady Gaga? Where is Adam Driver? We need. Hmm. We need the like Venn diagram universe of uh, the fall of the House of Gucci, as I call it. Yeah, and and and, uh, White Lotus season two. So let's get into everything that we know about season two, Ariel. Um, We've been teasing a little bit as we were covering season one as the details were coming out. Um, But we um, were, you know, we know that White Lotus is an anthology series. So we're starting with a whole new cast of characters with a couple of notable exceptions um, Mm -hmm. in a completely new location. Mike White, again, is at the helm as our writer and director. Um, but the connective tissue is we're staying at a new White Lotus resort. Mm-hmm. Um, no longer in Hawaii. Now we're in Taormina, Sicily. Um, a different and, island. A different, a different, it is an island. Yes. It is a volcano. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yes, we're staying at a different um, location. And we do have exactly two recurring characters from season one, we have the great Jennifer Coolidge reprising her role as Tanya McQuad. Emmy award winning. 
Emmy Award winning. And this is something that we've known sort of all summer that when Mike White reprised uh, White Lotus, he was going to bring Jennifer Coolidge back. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a few quotes from some of his interviews about that, which are fun. But the surprise of surprises to me when I saw the trailer Uh is that back with Tanya is our friend Greg, who has, in fact, Ariel not dropped dead. Nope. He is not dropped dead. He is now Tanya's husband, played by the actor John Gree. Um, and they're married on a trip together. Married. He is the yin to her alcoholic, you lunatic yang. I was shocked. Wow. I was floored. This is incredible stuff. I'm so excited to catch up with them and get to know what their relationship is like now that they are married and and ostensibly have been together for a little bit of time and know each other that much more. Does he still agree with her self-assessment of the core of her onion? You know, I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, She seems to have an assistant now. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's going to be interesting. This is so exciting because to your point, we knew she was coming back for him to still be around like I would have suspected maybe they run into each other at the White Lotus right like they both enjoyed Hawaii and they happen to be here together but for them to be married woof wow yeah two things that I didn't think uh you know had some longevity to them Greg's life and his (laughs) relationship with Tanya but lo and lo and behold here we are and they're both back he finally got that cough checked out (laughs) I hope they gave him some antibiotics and seemed to kick it I'm not sure but that's my guess um, so yeah, so there is a really fun trailer um, available that you can find right now if you go to um, hbo.com um, slash the white lotus, you can find it or if you, you know, just Google or go on YouTube, you're all very resourceful. I'm sure you can find it. <laughs> you um, found us, you can find <laughs> the trailer. Um, I, and I definitely recommend like the trailer definitely got me hyped and you see within the first seconds of the trailer um, opening with Tanya and we see that she's traveling with Greg. Yeah, they're traveling together. She has an assistant, like I said. And they seem on good terms. Like, as far as I can tell, there's not, you know, there, there, there's a little bit of back and forth in the, in what I perceive to be the normal uh, marriage mm-hmm. relationship. But so far, so good. Like, I, I don't think the, who's to say maybe the murder mystery is who killed their marriage this season. Oh. remains to be seen. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned the murder mystery because something else that we were speculating about quite a bit during our watch of season one, like once we knew that season two was coming, Mm -hmm. um, was, you know, Mike White had sort of been very open in his interviews about how, you know, he got the opportunity to make season one. And um, part of his thinking was, you know, while he's done a lot of critically acclaimed work, not everything is met with popular success. And so sort of cynically speaking, he was wanted to inject season one with a bit of a broad hook, like a murder mystery that would sort of get viewers invested and keep them coming back. And, um, you know, as much as maybe that's a little bit of a, overworn trope we talked about how much we enjoyed that in the season and how successful it was as an overall framing device for seeing you know the drama the the kind of um more 
low key subtle drama within the different groups of vacationing um, people that we met mm-hmm. at the White Lotus season one. Right. So I was really curious, is Mike White going to go back to that? Well, mm-hmm. or is he going to say, well, now that I have your attention, I'm going to kind of make you watch the show that I want to write. Right. Um, so it turns out Ariel, and we can see that we see this in the trailer um, that there is going to be another another dead body, no, another no. mystery. Um, what are your what's your reaction to this? My reaction, you know, back when before I saw the trailer, I would have been like, absolutely not. I'm I'm happy to have a mis- where I ultimately netted out after finishing the first season on the rewatch and eventually remembering who the dead body was. <laughs> uh I I was happy to have a mystery full stop, but not necessarily like a murder mystery who killed this person, perhaps a different kind of mystery, a caper, you know, it's, it's, it's in a different place. We can play around with what the mystery is. Um, But I saw the body in the trailer and my immediate knee jerk reaction was like, awesome. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry for you to the person. who Yeah. But I saw Aubrey Plaza react and I was like, Ooh, I'm into this. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that this is back. And I and I and I get that, you know, I I I definitely empathize with where Mike White Mike White was coming from and sort of saying, like, okay, like this is this is a thing, this is kind of like the 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 popcorn and candy for the masses to kind mm-hmm. of like get you hooked. And maybe to that end you can call it a bit of a cheap trick, but I, I feel like artistically it worked really well because mm-hmm. um you know, there was a lot of drama that came from um, these subtle power dynamics between the different people that we met at the hotel. Um, and to have the scepter of like murder sort of hanging over all of it, I think mm-hmm. heightened that to an extent that was really successful. And I don't think that it undermined like the more subtle dynamics either. So I feel like he really threaded that needle in a brilliant way. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really I'm really excited to see it come back. I want to see how this one plays out. Like will he be able to succeed in, in pulling off that magic trick again? I think right. that that's an interesting question. But um I'm I I think that especially because we have a whole different cast, we have a whole different location. I think it's going to feel very different mm-hmm. in a number of ways. Um, I think that having some sort of parallelism in the structure of the story is going to go a long way in making it feel like the White Lotus again. Yeah, I absolutely agree, especially with the with the back half of that. And that to that last point, there's something like I hope that as sometimes happens, like he got that no for the first season. And then after you sit with it for a while, you're like, actually now that like you didn't want it to happen, but now that it did happen, how can I use this to my benefit? Like in a way that works Mm -hmm. and for, and with, and like, especially talking about in universe, like the way the characters are reacting to this and the news of it all, it's kind of compelling to be like, Oh my God, another person died at another white Lotus. Like to have that be a thing that's happening at white Lotuses. And perhaps that, kind of gains momentum even beyond this season if potentially and you know no word yet but if potentially there's a season three which there could be if this one is super successful then now it's like okay there have been two murders at two separate white lotuses what does that mean how do people react you know there's there's momentum there like you said 
Um, I would really question Tanya's judgment if she goes on vacation <laughs> at a third white lotus <laughs> after this. It would only make sense if she was like, no, I was trying to book a different hotel. I didn't realize this was a white lotus. I'll forgive her for the second hotel right? murder. <laughs> but like once you get to three, girl. Kill me twice. Shame on me. <laughs> <laughs> she's really she's really playing fast and loose with fate at this uh-huh, point um, uh-huh. okay so do we want to get into some of these new cast members ariel who are they who are these people <laughs> are these, these no-name people? actors that i've never heard of um well not 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 exactly ariel i think there's gonna be some <laughs> familiar names and faces uh-huh. in this group um so um, let's so, again, we're going to have this structure of having these different parties that are vacationing separately. Um, we were going to have um, Tanya and Greg. And as you mentioned, now they're going to be joined by Tanya's assistant. Um, so this character's name is Portia, uh, a young woman uh, who is portrayed by Haley Lou Richardson. And do you know anything, Ariel, about Haley Lou Richardson? Her name, as I violently try to quickly Google, <laughs> her name sounds so familiar. Like she was like some kind of beauty queen, but no, apparently she was on the Disney Channel. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like, so this is, uh, you know, a, a young actress who looks like she has, um, you know, a career in. Disney, ABC, family sitcoms. So she's mm-hmm. definitely been working, you know, since since childhood. It looks like this is going to be her kind of biggest uh, jump over to like the world of prestige TV. Right. Um, yeah. We she- need listen. We need four quadrant representation. Okay. So we need all the ages and all the different, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, facets of society <laughs> represented yes. here. Yeah. So what do we think about Tanya has an assistant? Uh, what is what is she being assisted with? Ariel? My first my first reaction is seems like perhaps uh I'm trying to remember now her name and <laughs> excuse me. Uh Ma- not Matilda, Bathilda, <laughs> Belinda. Belinda. It seems Belinda. like Belinda. I got there. It seems like Belinda dodged a bullet. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Perhaps this is where she would have ended. This could up. have been the Belinda. This could have um, been her, but good for her that she didn't. Even though that was terrible. Um, I'm ready for this assistant. If she's if she's made it this far that she's come with them on the trip, unless she is a new assistant, clearly she has kind of gotten to know Tanya a little bit perhaps and is interested in her quirks as a used to be at one point an assistant I would be really interesting mm. to to like monitor the way that she anticipates Tanya's many 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 quirks you can say right <laughs> I mean this is, this is feeling like one of those like the devil wears Prada type of situations where like mm-hmm. like some, I mean and not that Tanya but much funnier has, right much like I first of all I don't know what Tanya needs assisting with like aside from like scheduling her spa appointments uh-huh. and like she needs like, to make sure that not too many uh, layers of her onion are showing right right and like to the extent that even she needs assistance like on vacation like so is Tanya like engaging in some kind of business endeavor like what exactly Ooh. is like you know so what is the purpose of this 
um, right. professional relationship. She's um, been a Cole Mossbacher of this of this season. Perhaps, exactly. That's what I was her, thinking. Her success. Yeah. I was like, if Nicole doesn't need an assistant on vacation, then what what the hell does Tanya, Tanya need an assistant? She on? needs the assistant needs to tell her where her bags are once she checks into her oh, hotel room because they're sitting right there. Good they point. They need to tell her where the plastic bag with her mother's ashes which isn't no longer a thing but this is the kind of thing she would have needed help with in the first season um yeah maybe she like it's live and learn like my first right. time i went to a white well, lotus i couldn't find again. my bags i couldn't open my mother's ashes like i'm going mm -hmm. to bring somebody to take care of that those so girls were hopped up on drugs and they refused to talk to me i need someone to communicate with those girls <laughs> So I think that this is going to be a fun dynamic. We're obviously going to see a lot more of Tanya and Greg, um, but it's going to be fun to bring another character into that for Jennifer Coolidge to play off of. I think that this dynamic of having like a younger woman with Jennifer Coolidge, we've talked mm -hmm. about like the kind of like devil wears Prada of like the evil overbearing um, yes. boss and then the assistant who's really enmeshed in somebody's personal life. Like, I think that there is a lot of um, of gold that could be mined here. And we know, um, you know, Jennifer Coolidge obviously has the comic and dramatic chops to pull off quite a bit. Yeah. Give her what's going to be her big cry scene here. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, what 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 produce are we going to get a, a metaphor for um, from right. Super Cool? <laughs> Every season, it's something else. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. But yeah, who else we got? All right. So we also have um, Michael Imperioli as Dominic DeGrasso. Who ever is, heard of him? Ever. A little, a little guy named Michael Imperioli. Uh -huh. um, He'd feel royalty. Yes. And he is traveling uh, with his father, Bert DeGrasso, played by F. Murray Abraham and his son, Albie, who is played by Adam DeMarco. So I was very excited ariel to see that michael imperioli is on this cast i feel like i'm trying to remember what i last saw him in that wasn't he was in some he was in probably a bunch of things after the sopranos but i saw him in something specifically and i was kind of like uh, maybe <laughs> maybe that was it for you but this feels to your point this feels like a meaty role everything we've seen in the trailer is giving like super drama. I'm very interested. There's like a little bit of intrigue as to like what his situation is. He seems to be having like 
women over plural at the same mm-hmm. time which no shade of course you know we're all consenting adults uh but there's this there's this element of like he's hiding things at least this is what i picked up from the trailer there's an element of like he's hiding things and he's perhaps trying to pretend like he's a little bit different than he's actually acting if that makes sense yeah so you know so so to your point i think you know we haven't seen Obviously, Michael Imperioli, huge breakthrough performance as Christopher Moltisanti in The Sopranos, which is one of my all-time favorite shows. Christopher is one of my favorite characters from The Sopranos. And, you know, Michael Imperioli really shined with an ability to be funny and dramatic and everything. Um, Great performance. But since The Sopranos, not a lot of... um, big credits really like I'm looking through his filmography now um and there's there there really he didn't kind of match the high watermark of the Sopranos since then um I'm looking here at his voice performance in the many saints of Newark which is like one of the most upsetting experiences of my life watching that terrible film I as as the filthiest filthiest of Sopranos watchers, I saw like maybe half of it. Oh, okay. Um, I enjoyed the film for very <gasps> specific, emotionally resonant real life oh reasons God. that had mostly to do with uh, Tony Soprano as a youngster being played by the son of the dead right right yeah yeah, there there was something really emotionally affecting for me about that so i think Mm -hmm. i I, it had it got a lot of leeway in in my book okay all right well (laughs) let's move on different strokes for different folks i'm like (laughs) i was like okay ariel's gonna say this is a good movie and then he's gonna make it so i can't continue to talk (laughs) shit about it (laughs) um yeah, so but I but I'm excited to see him back because I feel like Michael Imperioli does have a lot of potential as a performer. I'm really intrigued from what I've seen of this character, Dominic DeGrasso, so far. He's going to be, you know, playing this man who's we're, I think we're going to see a lot of interesting material in his relationship with his son and his father that are all vacationing together. Um Michael Imperioli's father, so Dominic DeGrasso's father, Bert DeGrasso, is played, Ariel, by the great F. Murray Abraham. Wow. What a guy. <laughs> him, him, I, him, I actually do know, even though it sounded just there like I, I was did. like, I was like, Ariel's just going to blank <laughs> me on this. I'm like, is he the one that, no, um, I, I know him from a lot of things, but most, I think most, the thing I remember him most recently from that sticks out in my head was his great performance in Homeland, okay. the series. Uh, so, and that was like super, super, super dramatic. So, and his booming voice, his thunderous voice that he can, that he can wield at a moment's notice. So I'm excited to see what kind of anger perhaps Michael Imperioli's character uh, brings out in him. Yeah, so F. Murray Abraham, for anybody who doesn't know, I, I was first uh, introduced to him as um, he played um, Salieri in the film Amadeus, um, which, uh, when did Amadeus? 
come out. This it is wasn't hot. recently. No, definitely. This is like I was like a child when I saw. Yes, I remember. I'm a, I thought Amadeus was like a video game when I was a kid because like there was this huge poster at a at an arcade video place that we used to go to. Uh huh. <laughs> it was very scary, spooky that poster. Um, it's no, it's a, it's a really good, it, so 1984. So I was like, yes, I was very much a child. Um, and this is a, this is a movie about, um, this is a movie about, uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart and, um, F. Murray Abraham plays his, um, much, much less talented teacher. And there's like a lot of drama uh. that he brings to that character, um, uh, you know, who's who's jealous of his student and sort of tormented by his great talent. That's a brilliant performance. And, you know, and F. Murray Abraham got a ton of attention for that. Um, he might have even won. Uh, yes, he did win a Academy Award and a Golden Globe for his performances in Amadeus. Wow. And then I think that since then, he's primarily distinguished for his stage career, um, which includes... Broadway, Royal Shakespeare Company. Um, so he's really a fantastic, a fantastic actor. Um, mm -hmm. I think, you know, that he's really going to to dazzle in this role. Um, you know, he's done, like you said, guest appearances in Homeland, The Good Wife, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, so he's been around and working, um, you know, working as uh, on stage and on screen. Um, but this, I think, is his first kind of recurring role in something as high profile as White Lotus. It's on television. I think he's going to be fantastic. And I'm really, really excited to see him and Michael Imperioli play off of each other. Yeah, two incredibly gifted actors just getting to act mm -hmm. together. So I'm excited about that for sure. Yeah. And and I think what we're going to see here, what we learned from the trailer is that this is, you know, uh, this intergenerational boys trip of, um, you know, this son and grandson and grandfather. Um, but what we're going to learn, I think, is that maybe there's, um, you know, some tension in this family. I think that the character Albie, who plays the grandson, is going to say, yeah, we're on a boy's trip because the women in our family can't stand you. Um, we're going to see a lot of signs that. of infidelity and womanizing um, mm -hmm. from both um, Bert and Dominic. So this is going to be, I think, an interesting party to follow at the White Lotus. Yeah, the part about why potentially these women can't stand him specifically, as opposed to just his like general demeanor, there might there be more more pointed, uh, perhaps problematic reasons. Hopefully, more so dramatically interesting. They uh, also hated the many saints of Newark. I think. Oh wow! <laughs> I, I know that I am in the minority and I have a very I have a much more real world reason for liking the thing than anything that that like happened in universe so mm -hmm. you know that's that's my thing um okay so that's so that's uh the that's the degrasso family mm -hmm. um it, the other major vacationing party that we have is um two couples who are friends and vacationing together mm -hmm. um, some big names here too some big names here too so we have the Babcocks, Cameron and Daphne, who are portrayed by Theo James and Megan Fay. So um, do you have any connection with either of these actors? 
Ariel. I know Theo James is the guy from the Divergent movies, I believe. He is, yes. And he was in other things that I shan't remember. Uh, but <laughs> I have star- a positive association mm-hmm. with him. <laughs> he stars in The Time Traveler's Wife also. That's right. The, um, the unfortunately canceled ahead of uh, Before It's Time. Before oh, it's- I, li- I watched a little bit of it. I think that we were covering it on post-show recaps, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I checked into that. Um, it seems kind of silly. But he is very handsome, Theo James. Yes, he's very Theo James. Like I saw him and I was like, okay, I see, I see what they're doing here. I see what you're going for. They needed a Theo James, so they got Theo James. this guy. I think if you if you put Shane's personality in this guy, I buy it. I buy that Alexandra Daddario is marrying him every day of the week. Ooh, so perhaps a a hmm. Shane stand-in. Perhaps we'll see. So, um, so Theo James is going to play Cameron Babcock. His wife is uh, Megan Faye, um, Daphne, and I don't know a lot about this actress, but I saw some excitement about her being cast. Um, she, her credits include, I think. So it looks like she was um, ha- did some soap opera. Oh my god. Her- she was Rhonda in Loot. If we're talking about, are we she's talking about Rhonda in Loot. Yes. No. <laughs> so maybe she's not. No. Is uh, no, 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 no. You're wrong. Oh, sorry. You're, I, no, I think we're talking like... about Megan Fay. No, this is look. This is M E G H A N N F A, and maybe it's Fahe. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. I was. <laughs> this would be. That would be. <laughs> like, really... Wow. Oh, Faye. Theo, oh, yes. Theo okay, James is married to Rhonda from Loot. My wow, goodness. This is crazy. I love this for uh, ageism in Hollywood. But no, <laughs> that is not what we're doing here. Um, I think that people like her from a show called The Bold Type, um, mm-hmm. which I haven't seen, um, but people seem to like that. But she's also been in Gossip Girl, The Good Wife. Um, you know, she's has some credits on a number of different um, shows. So I'm excited. I thought she seemed really fun in the trailer. We get the impression that this is kind of like one of these couples where, where she's might be like, a little bit of, I don't, you know, not to paint with a broad brush, but an airhead sort of trophy wife. Mm. Like this is, this might seems maybe in the mold of what, um, what Kitty wanted Rachel to be, you know, just be mm-hmm. happy, just be fun. Um, so this is one couple where we kind of have this kind of bold, gregarious husband in, uh, in Cameron played by Theo James and, um, and his wife. Daphne, who is, you know, maybe kind of in that Stepford wife mold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was getting from the trailer. It's and I was not getting Rhonda. So I was shocked <laughs> when my IMDb just led me that led me astray. Uh, but yeah, this will be interesting to monitor their their relationship. And and not unlike season one, here we have two contemporary as far as each other couple seemingly like the one that we just mentioned and the one that we're about to talk about so it'll be interesting to see these two young couples play off of each other and not Mm -hmm. just have to stand in the way Shane and Rachel did for like the quote-unquote younger generation yes yes so their counterparts here as you alluded to Ariel 
are um, the Spillers. So we have Aubrey Plaza playing Harper Spiller, um, mm-hmm. who is a lawyer, um, and her husband, Ethan Spiller, is played by Will Sharp. Um, and I think that from reading a little bit more, I didn't get this from the trailer, but Ethan and Cameron were college roommates and Ethan, mm. you know, has sort of succeeded in tech and recently sold his company and come into a lot of money. And so we see that this couple is maybe a little bit more serious, a little bit more reserved than their um, vacationing friends. And I think mm-hmm. what we're going to see is the d- dynamics between these four, um, like you said, kind of millennial recently married um friends and kind of like maybe the sort of social comparison thing you do when you encounter another couple and you're like, you know, our relationship is better than ours or they're silly or you're, there's a maybe kind of that competitive judgment piece um, in addition to, um, you know, in, to, in addition to sort of seeing what might have changed mm-hmm. in the friendship between these, um, you know, between uh ethan and cameron since he's come into quite a bit of money yeah i think um the spillers though what do we think about that last name i it's it's unfortunate it's (laughs) It's not great it's not great it's just you know Mm -hmm. listen it's what i love is that it's realistic there are a lot of there are a lot of quote-unquote silly names Uh, in real life that sounds that sounds terrible but just just names that aren't that names that would have gotten me would have gotten you teased in elementary school i will say this is this is silly name representation at its fine (laughs) normalize silly normalize having a silly name in drama comedies um yeah i think uh May, uh, Aubrey Plaza, especially, I'm super interested in her mm-hmm. career has been so fascinating to trace and she's gotten because she's earned it to be clear. She's gotten so many great opportunities to play so many different kinds of characters. And, you know, we, I have seen at least and for my money, she can do comedy drama and everything in between and weird and quirky and mm-hmm. evil. I'm thinking of Legion now. And it's just. I'm excited because she can do it all and she can be more reserved and kind of, uh, uh, you know, kind of more beneath the surface. She can be super out there and explosive. So I think he's got he's got a secret weapon here with her. Yeah. I mean, so more interesting stuff about uh, Aubrey Plaza's casting here. Um, I read in an EW interview with Mike White, um, actually, and it looks like um, with a, a few other members of the cast, um, Plaza reveals that White actually wrote the part for her. Um, And she says, Mike knows me very well on a more intimate level than most people know me. And a lot of what he wrote was informed by just knowing me on that intimate level. Um, So I think that this is going to be a really personal character for Audrey Plaza. And I think that this is going to potentially like her performance is going to be really interesting. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, this role for her, um, mm-hmm. the role for of Harper. Um, and it sounds like, you know, the experience of shooting it was really intense and personal for her. She says she relates to it more than any character that she's ever played. Um, so that is very intriguing. I love that. And to my to the point I made before about how she could be a secret weapon, all the more reason to be excited now mm-hmm. for me personally, if it's going to be a kind of a uh, window perhaps into some some personal stuff that's yeah. very excited about that 
Um, so playing her husband is Will Sharp. And do you have a lot of experience with him as an actor? I don't think I've seen him in anything before. No, nothing. I was going through his IMDb. Like my my uh, my friend is a big fan of the TV series Flowers, which I have yet to to mm. check out. But he is always bothering me about it. Um, and he's in that, so it's kind of his acting has somewhat uh circle logically mm. been recommended to me so you know i'm not gonna i believe at this point they're not gonna cast uh a not a strong actor against someone like Aubrey plaza so i appreciate that there's a little bit of an unknown quantity as far as my personal experience with him i think that adds a little bit of intrigue if anything yeah, yeah. And we're going to like, you know, he says, you know, that he like that, that that he was really happy with this role. You know, he was talks about his experience as an Asian actor who gets like cast as like, you know, typecast as the kind of tech um, person. And, you know, he but he found like a, he says that, you know, working with Mike White, he found a version of this character that he felt really good about in terms of representation. So I'm excited mm -hmm. to see how that plays out too so um those are our vacationing uh parties here at the white lotus in sicily we're also going to have of course an important part of the white lotus is the uh staff so we are going mm -hmm. to have a new manager here uh valentina who is played by mm -hmm. sabrina impacciatore uh who's an italian actress and comedian i looked up her credits um and there wasn't anything i recognized in here but i'm excited to see this is going to be obviously a different take on a manager at the White Lotus. This is probably not going to be Armand 2.0. We would hope not because we know where that ends. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, we stand a local celebrity. So I'm mm -hmm. sure that Valentina is is a star in her own right. Uh, so that's that's exciting. And, you know, we got to keep it certainly as far as the locals, we got to keep it not just realistic but it makes sense that they would want somebody if you're gonna go to sicily to a place like white lotus everything we've seen from season one and how they want the experience at the place to to at least seem from the perspective of the people who are staying there the guests to be authentic they would want a, an italian manager there so i'm, I'm yeah. very excited to see what the character brings as far as the interactions with the guests and we're going to have a few other um, Italian actors playing um, different uh, locals who are going to be interacting with our guests. So we have uh, Beatrice Grano and Simona DeBasco, um, who are going to play Mia and Lucia, who are local girls who are going to be um, getting friendly with some of the mm -hmm. hotel guests, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, so that will be interesting. And that kind of leads me to the, one of the last major points I wanted to make about season two from what I've read and um, what I've seen. And this is going to be, we talked a lot, uh, Ariel, in season one about class politics mm -hmm. and colonialism. Yes, um, yes. And I don't, it doesn't seem like those are going to be the front and center themes of season two. This season looks much more like it's going to deal with sexual politics. Yeah. And perhaps uh, secondarily related. So some, some gender politics, some gender roles, mm -hmm. 
uh, the ways these the quote unquote older generation is dealing with things and, you know, the Michael Imperioli and his father characters Mm -hmm. versus this younger couple, how that may those stories may or may not intersect and kind of or even if they don't directly intersect, how they will stand against each other. I think uh, I think that's a lot of what the trailer is getting at and the way that, you know, the 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 different genders treat each other in a way mm-hmm. it's 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 interesting i'm 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 definitely fascinated from afar from what little i can see from this boat as we approach <laughs> it as we mm-hmm. approach sicily uh i'm looking at wow look at that all those all those big ideas just waiting for us on the shoreline <laughs> big ideas like mount etna ready to explode mm-hmm. um yeah in in uh in the ew interview mike white said uh the kind of mythology of sicily at least from the point of view of americans is the archetypal sexual politics and role play that you associate with opera and the mafia and Italian romance. I felt mm-hmm. like it should be more focused on men and women and relationships and adultery and have an operatic feel to it. So I think that this is going to be different in tone. Um, and you definitely get that sense from the trailer. I like that he mentions opera. Um, you know, I think we're going to see that kind of drama um, mm-hmm. from season two um, in both the look and feel and the themes that are explored. Yeah. And to the end, a little bit to that point, the way that we, you know, because this is a show that takes place in this space with these people but it is ultimately by a mostly American company and mostly American, at least showrunner and uh, executive producer presence. So that's our, that is like their perception of it. And Mike White, obviously liking to, to compare things and give like explore big ideas as you're getting at, I think we'll have a lot of fun with like our perceptions of things and our, interactions with this culture specifically you know even just the way that we do the stupid italian accents like i'm sure that'll be a thing at the show at some point uh so it's it's exciting i'm 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 excited that this show will this season will explore local culture in a way that will feel different than the way the first season did so ariel before we finish i was wondering if i could ask you if Uh you have any hopes or fears for oh season God. two? Well, right off the bat, fear of drowning. Because <laughs> saw the body. No, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> fears. I'm worried. Okay, I'm immediately worried for Tanya's assistant, just on like mm-hmm. an emotional level. And I think, but something that'll obviously most likely make for great comedy, her interactions with her assistant. But I, I'm not. I'm not anticipating, or I'm not rather looking forward to the secondhand stress that I will feel for, for Tanya's assist, mm-hmm. assistant. Um, and honestly, the couple interaction as, as excited as I am to, to get to see Michael Imperioli really like sink his teeth into something. And against someone like F Murray Abraham, incredible actors, I'm really excited in the seemingly from what we've seen so far, very subtle, interactions between the couples and the way that like passive aggressive things come up or don't come up and what is said and not said 
that stuff is like so juicy to me. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm looking mm-hmm, for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that'll be great. I think that I'm most looking forward to again, like some of these performances. I think that Aubrey Plaza and um, Michael Imperioli and F. Murray Abraham are definitely like standing out as I'm really excited to see them. The two things that I'm most concerned about, and I have, mm-hmm. I couldn't have more faith in Mike White to pull mm-hmm. everything off, but like. I'm really worried that the murder mystery is not going to play as well the second time around because it's like hard to believe like that we could read like we we won't have the same thing where like we know one of the main characters like I just don't know how it's going to play out. Yeah. And my secondary worry is that it's not going to be as funny. Yeah. I I don't know. um, I'm worried that like people cheating on each other isn't going to be as funny. It's going to be as funny to you. Uh, Yeah, no, that's fair. I think that's totally fair. What I will say about Stephen Zahn's like swollen testicles. (laughs) Where is uh, Olivia to be Mm. like uh, mom cringe? Mom cringe, and then uh, yeah, her friend to be like, are are they still swollen? Um, I think to the point about the body, I think it'll be really interesting to play around with the timing of it like I, I i meant to say this earlier and then i you know com- the way conversations go you just you just let things fall by the wayside sometimes it would be great if the body was not like a thing at the beginning the same way and they he plays with the structure of when that may or may right. not come up and if it happens like mid-season and you know it's that the, i think that's the if i had my way that's <laughs> that, that's like my on the fly quote unquote solve for mm-hmm. like having it feel different and to your point about having faith in mike white I, he seems to be a uh self-aware enough writer that he's gonna want it to feel and he's very specific in the way he he places things and the way he allows things to play out over time um I think he'll be smart about wanting it to feel different. Mm-hmm. That's my hope. Okay. Well, we will find out. We're going to be along for this journey, and I hope that you join us. I hope that you're excited about checking out season two, as excited as we are. Um, in the meantime, Ariel, where can the people find you? People can find me trying to learn the difference between Megan Faye and Megan <laughs> Fahey and, and learning how to Google things properly. Uh, but other than this, I am uh, covering movies every week as usual with uh, the great Grace Leader on Pusher Recaps Theater. Uh, we talked about Halloween Kills. We'll be talking about uh, or we did already talk about triangle of sadness last week and we have some exciting things coming up this week with other people going on vacation george clooney and julia robert oh, paradise so which i'm simultaneously dreading and also really looking forward to um and uh also covering spooky season you know so it's hilarious to me in a way that season two of white lotus premieres the day before halloween and our are you know we're recording our pod on Halloween, but uh, Latanya and I are covering the Mike Flanagan universe over uh, uh, on Pusher Recaps, but the universe specifically uh, that is occurring on Netflix. His shows, you know, Bly Manor and Haunting of Hill House and Midnight Mass and now Midnight Club. We're getting into those once a week, every week. And big time uh, we'll for right- midnights. We'll be wrapping that up also on Halloween. So a lot of like. Venn diagram Halloween things going on for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on Twitter at that other Ariel. And um, 
yeah, just just Googling, like I said. What about you? <laughs> well, I'll also be Googling, you know, that's one of my favorite things to do. And you can uh -huh. find me on Twitter where I am um, Dr. Amanda R. That's Dr. Amanda R. And just follow me there to see, to keep up with everything that I'm doing. Incredible stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you should keep up with the uh, feed. Like we said, do, do, do look up the White Lotus feed, push our recaps, super helpful, subscribe, rate, review. We would love you to do so. And we'd love you to come back and join us on this wonderful voyage across season two in the incredible place apparently called Sicily. But <laughs> until next week, we'll be back with season, <laughs> season two, episode one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.